Hello, real estate world. Welcome to the Nova Show, real estate records. This is Nuria Rivera, owner of Novation Title. I wanted to create the space for you guys to be able to share success stories, but not only success stories. I also wanted you guys to be able to share raw stories, everything that you have learned from the failures, the lessons, the wins. This is a space for our community to come together so that we can help each other rise to the next level. This is a space to be vulnerable, and this is a space for us to all be able to support each other in this real estate world. Please enjoy this episode. Hello, and welcome to the Nova Show Real Estate Records. I'm your host for today's episode, Tristan Hammett, and today we have a real estate powerhouse in the studio, Utah realtor Justin Udy. With a full-time team of agents, Justin specializes in residential, luxury, commercial, and investment properties offering invaluable expertise. He's an award-winning trailblazer, ranking as high as number six globally within his brokerage in 2021 and consistently excelling in top producer list. Justin's marketing prowess sets him apart. His homes sell for 4% more with 99% of list price in record time. He's not just a realtor. He's a marketer who happens to sell real estate, crafting custom marketing plans for each property. So. I mean, that was pretty good. Well, you're pretty great. (laughs) So thank you for that. (laughs) Makes it a little easier here. Um, So I met Justin. Actually, it was like I called you and I was like, hey, (laughs) <laughs> what can we meet for coffee? I mean, there was it was better than that. And then Justin kindly agreed, and yes. we had coffee and met, and kind of have stayed in touch ever since. And yes. um, he is an amazing, amazing agent, but also a really incredible human. So I'm really oh, grateful nice. that you're here with us today. No, thank you for having me. I was way excited. I mean, it was funny because we walked in. She's like, <laughs> I'm nervous. I'm like, Why are you nervous? <laughs> I'm I'm nervous, you know. No, so. no, I'm here with Justin Udy. This is like <laughs> groundbreaking. <laughs> so, uh, Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself yep. and where you're from, how you got into real estate. Yep. So I am from West Jordan, Utah. So I went to Westville Elementary, which was the best. The Vikings, if anybody knows West Jordan, if you, especially if you're local, um, grew up there. Um, I mean, really just a really good, um, just, you know, normal family. Uh, from there, uh, I went to the U. Uh, I got a degree in marketing. Uh, when I was going to my last class, that's when a friend called me and said, hey, what are you doing? I know you're graduating. And I just said, you know, I'm actually applying and doing different things. And he said, look, you can make nothing or you can make as much as you want. We're doing loans. So if you want, just come on. And so I literally started doing loans and then I started buying investment properties. I started being producing at a high level. Um, I had, I was working at American Express while I was going to school. So I was in customer service. Okay. So they did like a 90% tuition reimbursement program. So I was so used to being on the phone. Yeah. And so I got there and I was just like, my mentor just basically was like, if you're not on the phone, you're not working, which was normal. I mean, I was norm. I was always wearing just like a headset and talking to everybody. You know, that was my, my job to earn money while in college. And so I took that money. I was buying investment properties. By the time I had literally referred like my 15th client to my agent, he was like, you, you, you get it. Like you understand the financing, you understand the sticks and bricks of stuff. Like you should just get a license. And that's what happened. Okay. So when, when was that? That would have been, uh, I got done with school in 2001. I got licensed uh, in 2000. I got licensed in 2005. So three years later, because it was 2002 really is when I started doing loans. So 2005. So I've been in real estate 20 plus years, but I've been in a real estate agent, a realtor for 18. Okay. Okay. So you've been in... The, the market, whereas... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And... So it's good. So I want to talk about you. You're a team leader now. You have mm-hmm. your own team. Yep. And um, can you talk about 
like the aspects of your team and how does it run so well? Because you are a very successful team here in Utah. How do you make have your team run to where it, it works and everything I, flows? I think it's a great question. The thing is, is I never wanted a team. Oh, okay. I just wanted more time. And I remember <clears throat> when the market had shifted and there was change, um, I was still doing 40 plus deals a year on my own, but it was 10 times harder. And I just remember saying to myself, like, I've really got to figure out this business. When the, the we kind of came out of that economic change, uh, I remember just saying to myself, I just need some help. And so I actually went on Facebook, and one of my clients I had cold called responded saying, I'll be your buyer's agent. And I remember that year he did 27 deals without ever being in real estate. And it was just like me giving the excess. And I think that first year we did like almost 70 transactions. And after that, he got busy and then we needed somebody else. And then I remember I was, then I just was focusing on listings. And I remember I had sold 97 listings on my own. Oh my gosh. And when I did that, I was like, I feel the same as when I was doing the 40 plus, you know? And so I was like, I need more help. So I think the key is, is number one, you have to be a producer and you have to know how to produce and you have to know how to, 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 to prospect, present, follow up and close. And if you know how to do that, you can create a repeatable system that others can follow in order to mimic so that they can be successful and so that you're, you know, you're projecting your goals and lifestyle. I mean, one of the things that we have uh, core values, and so every single person I bring on has to meet my personal core values, which isn't everybody's. But I mean, first and foremost is like, we help people, period. You know, it's first class service. You know, we want white glove service. If you're comparing it, it's like, you're gonna get the Nordstrom experience with us. And if that doesn't fit for folks, with it doesn't with certain brokerages or agents and so forth, like that's what you want. And so a team to me is the, the team leader has to know how to produce. They have to provide leads, leadership, and opportunity. Okay. And if they're doing that, like I tend to feel like, and you tell, I'm, I'm asking you, I feels like in looking at other teams, the ones that do provide that, they seem to have a good engine that's running because if for any reason I, you know, even agents like this morning, like I'm in on a call listening to them, you know, and I'm like, hey, just what if you would have just asked it this way? And she's like, "Ah, I would have kept them on the phone. And I'm like, totally. And she's like, "Ah." and I was like, she's like, what do I do? I was like, you call them back, call them back. You know, and, and it's just the little tweaks in order that they can, and that's how we learn. And, and, and sometimes, you know, people will ask, they're like, man, I just wish you could just step in the phone and just do it for me. And I'm like, I did what you did thousands of times. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the breakdown in teams is somebody says, I just want to create almost like a company where they're going to do all the work and I'll make all the income. And it has to be, I do all the work. And I'm producing opportunity. And by you producing opportunity, we're able to grow. And I think it's just that mentality shift to be, to, to just create a business that's thriving and, and creating, you know, tr- truly like representing what I feel like real estate should represent, a world-class experience for people, as opposed to somebody that maybe has very minimal skills, minimal knowledge, kind of wants to just sit home and get up at noon and take a two hour nap and dress in their PJs all day and have everybody else do the work. Mm. You know, I'm here all day, every day. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and I dress like this every day. You do. You know, uh, I will say Fridays I have like, they got some like branded stuff that I kind of like. And so it's kind of fun to change it up. But I, I think you just have to be willing to show up. But I think those team, I, I, I don't want to say, I, I actually never will fault a team leader for wanting to grow. I just sit, do feel like <clears throat> they get a lot of pressure maybe from social media or other teams where they see somebody on a stage. And I know personally a lot of very good like team leaders that are on stages, but then again, they're not profitable because right. they've never been a producer. And so they can't help them get over the edge to be a super profitable business so that they can invest in the experiences, the leads, the structures, the systems, the processes to help the agents be really successful. Okay. And are you, so you're getting leads and it sounds like you're listening to your team make 
the calls and you're coaching them. Is that, am I hearing that right? So I do, but I will say this. If people are listening and they've been on my team, they're like, he didn't listen to me. It's walking by. It's, oh, it's, okay. Hey, when we're going back or we're having huddles or it's like, hey, in our team meetings, what would we have every single week? It's like, what is the number one thing? Great. Let's role play it. Gotcha. You know, so a lot of times it's me going in saying, let's talk about this, that a conversation that I had to have this week. How would you respond? And we're going through it. All of our calls are recorded when we have either intake calls, uh, for example, sign calls, different things. And so if there's something that I can listen to that call and go to the agent or have it at the team meeting and say, hey, what did they do really well? What could they improve on? Then collaboratively, everybody learns. Yeah. And that's the only way you do learn is like having a third party. And then it's more helping the agent understand how to do kind of question-based selling, understanding people's needs at a very deep, deep level, mm. and then you can understand how to help them. I really don't feel like this is a sales business, but you do have to have very high sales skills, and it typically comes from just understanding the needs of your client at a super deep level, and now more than ever. Oh, yeah. You know, now absolutely more than ever, and 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 making sure that you're doing those things different because... That's why we're up. I mean, we're up this year compared to where everybody else is down. But again, it just comes down to, you know, as soon as I started seeing changes, I said, guys, these are the things we have to do different. And uh, it's made a difference. Okay. And for your team specifically, um, that's what I'm hearing. You have, you receive leads, but also are you, do you have SOI business that you do? Are you heavy in your referrals or is it 50-50 or what yep. would you say? So the-, so the way that we're set up, majority of the business comes from past clients and referrals. Okay. Right? That's the majority of the business. Um, we get a lot of business that does come from pay-per-click advertising, radio. Um, we have a lot of like referral partners that we work with. And when I say referrals, there's referral business companies that you pay a referral fee to that we do use as a business. But we also have referrals from networks of agents that I'm also a part of. Okay. And so we'll will go back and forth with deals also. Um, and so that, and, and I've joined those groups probably five, six, seven years ago, and there are groups of like 40 or 50 people. And it's not like a ton, but it's like, you know, when you're getting three to five deals a year, I mean, to me, that's a lot, but other people that do thousands of deals, they're like, that that doesn't impact their business. So that's the way that's really set up. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we do a lot of focus on past clients, sphere of influence. I do, you know, two educational videos I send to our clients every single month. We do an event, uh, three events a year, uh, a harvest fest, which we give a a pumpkin pie to every family. We have an event, face painters. You know, we just do it at, uh, uh, oh my gosh. The equestrian, I forget what it's called. What is it called? The the Wheeler. Wheeler Oh, Wheeler. Wheeler Farm. Oh, you go to Wheeler. it's fun. It's fun. And then we cater it, and there's a hot chocolate bar. And anyway, it's, it's a fun event, so people can come. We'll always do something like that so kids can come. We'll always do a movie event for couples. Um, and then we usually will have, like, a, a summer-type event. We've done everything from a barbecue to Cinco de Mayo to, you know, we did an out. One time we did an outdoor movie in the, in loot when we did the COVID stuff. We did an outdoor movie as opposed to an indoor um, so, so doing those, um, so to, for you and your team, that is very important yep. or the client events. Yes. And I will say this, uh, I do a newsletter. I've done that for 12 years and I personally put the whole thing together. Um, and, and, and again, it's just making sure that goes out every single quarter, just being that I think the key to everything is making sure that you are top of mind at all times. People know you're a professional. They know you're the expert. They know that you're in the business, that you're full-time, and that you are the person to go to. So I typically, and, and I'll, I always, I share this with people all the time, um, but it's uh, four pages. First page is national news. Inside is what's going on in like our world, meaning did we have a property that just sell? Did we get a review? Is there an event coming up? Is there a new restaurant owner that we happen to know? Like, oh my gosh, like this is amazing. Um, then it, it has uh, uh, information about a local market, and then I have a personal message. Okay. And I'll always do. And usually it'll like be a, f- a family photo or me with my boy or me with my little girl, and, and, and it's just kind of a slice of life. 
Um, but it's also me just giving my opinion of the market and what's going on. Yeah. So there's value. There's personal touches. Mm -hmm. There's I love that. That's an excellent. And I will say this. Every newsletter we get calls. Every single one of them. Wow. Last newsletter, I one of my clients that I've helped, I mean, we listed a $5 million home. You know? Wow. And that's just because you're staying top of mind and staying in yeah. front of them. So, so it's funny because it's like another lady that came in. We have her home under contract. No, excuse me. It fell out of contract. It's active right now. But when she came in, she literally came in with a, a folder, and it was packed with all of my newsletters, and I had cold called her 15 years ago. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's funny. That is. I looked at it and I was like, oh my gosh, I almost wanted to keep some of them. Yeah, you're like, ah, like, oh, wow. I was like, oh my gosh, look at this. Like, you can see like how crappy they were and just like this. The progression evolution. of how, yeah. yeah like, just a little bit more professional, a little bit better, a little bit better. Like, she had some of the one pagers. And that's what I'd probably say to like people and team leaders, like, don't complicate it and just improve over time. Like, something is better than nothing. Mm -hmm. um, I spoke Just get it out there. Yeah. Like, in fact, I spoke with an agent yesterday, and she's like, this is the thing. She's like, I don't... I go, why aren't you getting... Why aren't you getting in front of people? Like, why aren't you calling people? Why aren't you doing your three hours of business building every day? And she's like, it just... She basically was just like, I don't know what to say, and I don't know how to say it, mm -hmm. you know? And I'm just like, you just got to do it, because when you do it, you learn from that, you know? And so... I think that's the biggest problem is people get, you know, when you have fear, there's no faith. And so it's like, you just got to do things and yes, you got to get training, but every, all the training's available, you know, even me, like I'll talk to anybody, yeah. you know, but the people that I will say, come to my office with a notebook, always succeed. The people that just show up and listen, they're always out of the they're, business. Okay. It's crazy. Yeah. But they want to grow. They want to learn. So they're, they're implementers. When they write down, I feel like they're implementers. Okay. What would you say, I talk to a lot of agents and some of them are wanting to, they either have a new team or they're wanting to grow. What would you say would be your very first hire? So you're a busy solo agent. You're like, I have too much on my plate. What would you say the first hire should be? So that's a good question. I've always said, if you were like, I'm taking everything from you. I have a plane ticket to you have to get on it. What would you do? First thing I would do is get a personal assistant. Okay. Okay. Now, the first thing I would do is get a personal assistant. The reason why is our job is to prospect, lead follow-up, attend appointments, negotiate deals, period. You do that, you're doing the most dollar productive tasks. Everything else somebody else can take care of. Okay. I'd lock myself in a room. I'd have an assistant I'd pay. And I know within 30 days, I would probably have 10 to 15 leads that essentially would be essentially closing within 90 days. Okay. But you have to spend your time business building as opposed to most people. 80% of your time needs to be focusing on building business and 20% nurturing it. So, and everybody else does it the opposite. 20, 80% of their time nurturing their business yeah. and, and they'll be 20% building it. And in this market, you will be dead. Okay. You will be destroyed and you will not be in the business anymore. But it's because they're not following a normal business acumen of building business. So a lot of this right now, and are you suggesting that time management is probably one of the biggest things first hire, somebody can implement? First hire is get an assistant. And, and, and again, if I'm building, if I'm trying to build my business, the first thing I'm, my first hire would be an assistant. Then... If I am so busy and I cannot handle it anymore, I would not get a buyer's agent. Okay. I'd get a showing agent. Okay. And the reason why is I want that showing agent to learn how to do things. I don't want to give them 100% away. That's where, And I don't want to say I made a mistake. Like JR, who, who worked with me, was fantastic. But I've learned I could have brought on probably two showing agents to assist and then they would have grown into that position a little bit more naturally, learned along the way how to negotiate, how to learn deals, just to make it a little more flowing. And then at that point, after you have a full-time buyer's agent, then essentially you can get some assistance from there. And leverage, meaning making sure they're focusing where you have, you may at that point get somebody else. And it may be something that's small. Well, one thing I think the mistake people get is like, I have to hire a full-time person mm -hmm. and you don't like you could have somebody come in every Friday. My full-time marketing girl, I just said, I want you to come in every Friday from nine to five. And this is what I want to do. I want to do three videos that we do. I want to do three social media things, you know, 
And then all of a sudden it was like two days a week. And then it was three days a week. And then it was like, hey, can you, you know, she was doing all of our property photos of all of our listings. And so then it turned into a five day, it was a full-time job. And so I think as you grow, people can grow with you, but don't think there's so many third-party companies that you can do to help you that are maybe only 300 bucks or a virtual assistant or, you know, ancillary small little things that can take it off your plate. You know, for example, you don't have to get a CRM I think is very helpful, um, but don't get the most expensive one, like get the cheap one. I operated from um, top producer, which is like $39 a month for 10 years. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Okay. So people think they have to spend all this money and do these things. It's like my business is super lean. I think the only thing to answer your question too is, is bigger isn't always better. I mean, I will say this, we were more, pro when I had 15 agents versus five agents, I was much more profitable at five. Okay. But had I had 30 agents, I probably would have been more profitable than at five because that scale and having the, the systems, the processes, the structure, and the staff, you have this momentum that finally, it, 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 the ratio of income and so forth changes. So, okay. and that works, it's the same kind of ratio. Like if you ever talk to a broker, they talk about that. I think they call it like, if it's like they have less than 20 it's they call it like the something of death or something oh, okay if you have a brokerage that's less than 25 people or something because it's so much space and operating costs but they can't operate you know yeah so it's just monitoring your finances truly like i think that's one of the number one issue that i think agents run into is they have no idea where they closed it where it came from who the person is uh, all of that and just all you have to do is have an excel sheet Fill it out, you know, and if you don't want to fill it out, have somebody come in once a week and fill it out for you, mm -hmm. you know. I have a question. Do you have a referral program for your clients, like your clients that refer people to you? Yes. So when somebody refers us in, we'll always say, great, who can we thank? And then we'll always go back and we'll add them to what we call our top 100 or raving fan. Okay. And so that raving fan um, is kind of tagged in our CRM system as a raving fan. Um, I write a personal thank you note. We give them a gift card um, of just like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. We really appreciate you, whatever. Um, we'll keep them updated through the transaction, let them know that it closed. Um, and then we'll have some different things for the raving fans where if we're going to do a special event or something, like those people get invited or we give them preferential seats at like the movie okay. or you know what I mean? Like when they call us, they're like, oh my gosh, this is a raving fan. Like we can take a minute to say, oh my gosh, like, hey, how are you guys? And thank you again for referring so-and-so so that it's scripted. So with this, when the staff receives it, they're like, okay, I know who this person is. I know the experience. Let's spend some time talking to them about the journey. And that's the thing. Is I like, love that. And it's not like you're spending tons of money on that you're just giving them a little bit extra special attention. Totally. And if I had it right, I would love to like have a special an event for them and we're just not there yeah and, and and i would like like we have it in the books but it's like but i think to start off like you don't you i mean you don't even have to getting no. like v, like seating up at the front at an event like that's you know making them feel special like thank you we appreciate you totally you know and i think oh. even, i mean even the fact that we just were like we got to figure this out and even just the thank you card with a note like a lot of people are like i didn't expect that you know yeah because you just want to acknowledge them and, and let them know thank you. So in this market specifically, give people attention is going to be the most important thing you can do. Okay. So let's talk about this market. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, what are your conversations looking like with your buyers and sellers? Yep. So... My conversations are very different than others, but it's the, for this reason. Our job is to educate, inform, and then give them our opinion. Okay. So yesterday, multiple people, I shouldn't say yesterday because now it's two days ago. I'm not adjusting anymore. I'm telling you, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. Whatever. So let me tell you where the market is. We educate them. As of today, you know, rates have gone from seven and a quarter to 7.875. Mm -hmm. 
just so you know, based on your home, the payment was this, the 7.25. Now it's this. To be equivalent to that, we would have to make an adjustment equivalent to whatever that is. Now I calculate that. Okay. Um, And I do like a spreadsheet that I provide to them. Hey, here's the information. Just look at it. This is what you can physically see. That means we have to, just to be in line with the market, a fifty to $75,000 adjustment, depending on the price of property, Okay. in order to be equivalent to what somebody could afford 30 days ago. So we're either going to be in the market or we're going to just be on it. We can be ahead of it or behind it. Mm-hmm. Then you get down to, do they really want to sell? Like, why was the motive? If they're motive, if they are motivated, and that's something they have to do, then at that point, it's like, then this is what we have to do. This is where the market is. Educate. I'm going to inform them. Like, I'm going to tell you right now. If we leave it at this, it's not going to sell. This is what we're going to have to do. And if we do this, and I mean, over the last week, I mean, I think we've made almost eight hundred thousand dollars in price adjustments. Okay. You know, and and again, it's like it's not like some people may hear and say, "Oh my gosh, you're not representing your client." The other half saying, oh my gosh, that's genius. And all I would tell you is, is our job is to market and sell it. And if the market you sell in is the market you buy in, and as long as they know that, it's like you're making it up on the next property for them. Okay. But you have to do all the things that it takes. You have to properly market it. You have to make calls. You have to make sure you're spending money on marketing. You're doing all of the things that you're supposed to be doing to be a true marketer. And... The, the, the MLS, like if the MLS shut down, our properties would still sell. Like that's just how it is. Okay. And if and, and when people hear that, sometimes they're like confused and it's just because they're only using one avenue and they're just like throwing it up to see if it sticks as opposed to let's stick it here and what else can we do to make this a showcase? You know, we go, f- I would just recommend, you know, we go through and I have a staging consultation and pay a stager to go through every single property. I make sure that every single property, if it needs money to invest into it, I'll put up to $10,000 in every home in a second lien position so that they can make the improvements necessary to be a showcase property. Okay. Uh, we're going to make sure that every property has a 3D tour. Every property has an aerial tour. Every property has a floor plan. But I want, it only takes one, and I want every person local and any person out of state to be able to look at it and know exactly what they're getting. So if there's that one lead holding back, they know everything about that property so that they're, it can't be missed. Okay. There's no question about it. And uh, it tends to just attract that extra. If you pick 10 areas in your business and improve it by 10%, you've made a 100% difference. And so my opinion is, is if you can just figure those areas out, it's easy to stand out in real estate when people are just sticking to maybe what their broker told them to do. So make the business unique to you and what you feel is red carpet treatment. And if you create it, like it probably will be. Yeah. I want to talk about this because you told me a story. I mean, this was over a year ago and it's always stuck with me and I've actually shared it with um, other agents too. But I remember you telling me because you, your appearance is always professional and, um, and you had mentioned earlier the Nordstrom experience, but I remember you saying you went to a listing appointment and the late, you know, the, the client was like, look, I'm not looking for the Nordstrom experience. And you were like, interesting. Like, and I do pride myself on that. This Mm -hmm. is the Nordstrom experience, you know, like I, this is what I give my clients. And if that's, she wants Walmart, you know, I don't know, (laughs) you know, like, so I, I love that story. Yeah. And it's funny. So you have to have your clientele. So you need to know who your person is. And she wasn't my person. Yeah. And I remember that lady in the hottest market we'd seen in a decade, she sat on the market for almost a year. Oh. Uh, the guy behind me, I remember, had a Dunder Mifflin t-shirt on. I remember you saying, I yeah. was like, who? <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And that's the thing. If you have a t-shirt, please just never show up to any. If somebody's selling their biggest asset, and this is a million dollars. Yeah, home. I remember. It was over, yeah, yeah, over, it was over a million. million. Yeah. It was over a million. It's not like it was some, you know little teeny mobile home or something, yeah. you know? And uh, I just remember thinking to myself, like, this is my competition, you know? Yeah. And uh, truth be told is, is it wasn't your competition because they weren't your ideal client and you can't cater to everybody. Correct. And so I think that's important because the people 
my my clients and the, my best person that we have in writing is it is a business professional that wants everything taken care of from A to Z. They're no nonsense and they want your expertise to know what to do next. And so since we help people no matter what, we're going to have their best interest in mind. I tell people all the time, don't do it. It doesn't make sense. And this is why. And they appreciate appreciate that 10 times more. Uh, and that's why I think we have so many re- just, again. The, that's building that's trust. It, it, and then the thing is, is like you get to the point where you're like, if it makes sense to help you, we're going to help you. Otherwise, here's this. Here's the tools. Here's the things I'd recommend. I mean, I can't tell you how many rent evaluations that I do for folks. Just being like, keep it, hold it, rent it. Here's all my property management stuff. Here's my rent analysis I've done for you. And here's all the sites that we use. Here's, you know, the verbiage that I would recommend. And they're just like, oh, my gosh, so that they can turnkey anything. Mm. And I think if you're the trusted expert in the market, I mean, that, I mean, I'll be honest. That's why, like, I went back and got my master's in real estate development because I was like, okay, where am I weak? Like, where can I grow? Like, what do I need to learn to be a better service to, you know, for myself because I want to grow myself but also to kind of serve clients. Mm-hmm. So I think you just have to decide who is your ideal person and build the system around that. Okay. How do you stay and or how do you become and then stay an expert in the market? Mm. What are some of the things that you're, you're going to, you're listening to, you're reading? Yep. What are- so this is what I tell, and this is everything I go with my agents is the exact same scenario. I just say, look, if you want to do, this is what I feel like is, is necessary. It's not for everybody. So I'm up at 445 every morning. I have to do that in order to make sure I get up. I hydrate. I have like my like personal, like meditation prayer to like kind of talk to myself. Uh, I have my goals in front of me so I can be like, okay, what am I doing today? Like, what are, what am I working towards? And it's more like a three to five, 10 year goal type thing. Okay. It's not like, what do I got to do today? It's like, a where am I going? Is this a vision board? Yeah. It's, it's essentially like August, 2025. Where am I going to be? You know? Okay. And I know it's like, you know, it's like 18 months out or whatever it is the date is, but you know, it's just like, where am I headed in the next 12 to 18 months? Like, what am I doing? Um, I get ready. I go to the gym. Uh, and on the way to the gym every single morning, I'm listening to something that is going to feed me. It could be a podcast. It could be the book I'm listening to. It could be something that I'm interested in. But it has to be something that is positive in nature to get me going. And I think that is the number one key for me is mindset. Mm-hmm. I think if you can control your mindset, you can control anything throughout the day. It, it, it's almost like just I've got to get that positive energy right from the get-go, right in the morning. Um, and then at a minimum, you've got to read at least 10 pages a day of something. Okay. You have to read every single day. You know, you write a book, it's your experience over your lifetime of the best aspects of your life that I can literally get through in a month. You Mm -hmm. know, if I read 10 pages a day, it's a 300 page book. I can, I can learn everything, your best recommendations. And you can do that 12 times a year, you know? And, and if you're doing that and always growing, then you not only, it, it's interesting if, if, if you, I think what I've learned, and this is me, I think this is like the gray beard speaking now. <laughs> I think what I've learned over time is like, if you don't have enough knowledge and experience, you can't help anybody. Like I used to think I have to have all this money to help people. But now I've realized like, yeah, you need to earn a lot of money because if you don't have any money, you can't help anybody. But if you don't have a wisdom you don't have knowledge, if you don't have experiences that you push yourself into, you can never help anybody, whether it be financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, you know, so so I just feel like it's, as humans, probably our obligation to continue to grow, but it starts with getting up early, knowing your schedule, knowing you're going to do three hours of business building every day, know you're going to work on yourself physically in the morning, to make sure, because it takes physical capacity to want to be a learner and a grower. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Um, To have the impact that you can and lean into people all day and then knowing that you're going to do something to grow. I think people should be going to network events at least every quarter if you could or something. It doesn't have to be fly out, but anything you ever feel weak on, just learn like, man, I'm kind of weak in this one thing. There's something for that. 
I remember in the in the bad market, um, I don't know how you call it the bad market, but whatever it is, 2008 market when it was 10 times worse than what it is now. Mm-hmm. Like, this is nothing. I remember like I had a showing after like six months and I'm like, oh my gosh, the market's changing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the first showing, you know. But I remember thinking, you know what? I don't really know seller finance very good. Okay. And so I found a guy that was teaching a class in Chicago. So I paid the money, flew to Chicago, did a three-day seller finance class, and I came back and did 11 seller finance deals that year. Wow. You know, so it's just like wherever you're weak, just master that one little thing. Then go to the next thing. And then go to the next. And then go to the next. And I think... Sometimes we get so overwhelmed of like, I got to learn this. I got to, it's like, you know what? Pick your poison. Just pick one thing, learn it really well, then go to the next and then go to the next. And then you just naturally grow, but you have to be in the right mindset. You have, you'll grow in your skill set, and you have to be disciplined at it. I think if I would hope anybody would take from me speaking with you is just like, stop listening to yourself and start talking to yourself. You do that and you will change your life. I love that. Gosh, that was so good. I just <laughs> love hearing that because I love like the morning routines. I think it's so important to to have that vision and that dream and to start your morning off positive and um, with a physical activity, just moving your body. I think it's not necessarily like going to the gym but maybe like yoga or stretching or just something to get your body moving and hydrating first thing in the morning is something that I need to do. I've heard it can make really like you don't drink anything for eight hours when you're sleeping, you know, but, um, and then the, the three hours of what uh, you're not calling it prospecting, you're calling it business building, business building. Yeah. Then that's like a daily, a daily thing has to be. Yeah. If you don't do your business building, it's a day not worked, period. Bam. You might as well not work. Bam. <laughs> yeah. Quit. You wow. know, <laughs> I had a gal I remember I interviewed, and she showed up. It was probably like an 11 o'clock appointment. And I, re- I remember interviewing her, and I'm sitting there talking to her, and I'm like, you just got out of bed. <gasps> oh, no. And she's like, how do you know that? And I'm like, you got up at like 10 or 10.30, got ready, and you came in for the interview, correct? Oh. <gasps> And she's like, yes. And I'm like, <laughs> and I just laughed. It's not rude, like laughing at you, just like, oh my gosh, like, it's not like I'm like, it was fortune teller or anything. <laughs> but I remember just saying like, the reason I know is because you have no momentum. Oh. She was just eking through. A little sluggish. You know what I mean? yeah. yeah. And I just said, just to confirm, I go, you've been doing it this way probably for the last 60, 90, 120 days. Is that fair to say? She's like, yeah. And I go, and you're, and that's why you have no business. Oh. And I said, because you don't have time to build your business. Because by the time you get out of bed and get going, it's already one or two o'clock in the afternoon. You're like, I've already made 50 phone calls. <laughs> My day's already <laughs> taken care of. Look, if you get up at, you get up at 5 a.m. by noon, your day's taken care of. You've oh, already yeah. accomplished more than 90% of the population. And I will say this, like the only reason I do that early is so that I can get home, make my kids breakfast, get them to school, see them off, you know, kiss them and love on them, and then make sure that I'm like getting ready for the day. Uh, in the summertime, it's maybe like five-ish, you know? But, but I have to do that for me personally because you gotta take care of yourself and you gotta take care of your mind. And I just think real estate, mortgage, this is just a different dynamic business. Like it's very emotional and it's very like requiring so much of you that you have to lean into people and their emotions and their issues because it's a big deal. It's like typically their biggest asset Mm -hmm. or their biggest investments. So I tend to feel like, you know, you're, you're giving more of your soul to people. Like at the end of the day, you should be super exhausted Um, because, and so you just have to like balance that saying, okay, well, I have to double that up in the morning of hydrating myself physically. So I'm physically prepared, mentally prepared and skill set prepared, knowing what I need to do. Um, I think 90% of anything is showing up, but it's like, if you don't show up, especially now 
ready to like it, like it's game seven. If you're not showing every day, like it's Super Bowl, you're got up, you know, if you're going to the Super Bowl, you're going to game seven, like you're showing up early, you're take, doing free throws, you're going through the game plans, like before the game starts, like you know what you're doing. In our business, it's like I'm getting up, I'm taking my care of physically, I'm going through my scripts, I know exactly what I'm going to do, I have everything prepared and even more of what they may not need to showcase either what I'm doing or how they're doing or to satisfy their needs. You just have to wow people. And that is the difference between those that survive and those that that, that unfortunately go away. Wow. Okay. Um, There's, I want to switch gears a little bit Mm -hmm. and talk about, um, you have many awards you have degrees you have you're very well known in our utah industry uh, real estate industry and i want to talk about what what is your favorite award and the lessons that you've learned like Mm. throughout all of them my favorite award it was when dave stoko and i first year in our business we tied and I don't know how you tie for Rookie of the Year. I think they maybe either they felt bad for both of us or they just thought maybe I would feel bad if Dave won it. I don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but that is my favorite award. But it was because uh, I think that I didn't, I never doubted myself, but I was just really impressed with myself at that moment that the first year I could be a top producer because that was something that, I hate to say it, like, I, I, you have to, I mean, I, I watch the news, but I don't watch the news, meaning I just have to protect myself. So I don't tend to watch news and different things just because I got to protect it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you hear from other people around us like, oh, yeah, it's super hard and this, that and the other. And it's like, but if you're just like, I know this is my trajectory. Like I talk to 30 to 50 people a day. That's just what my job is. Like naturally, you're you're getting in front of more people. You're gonna have more appointments. You're gonna have more conversations. It's a ratio game, you know. I talk to 20 people. I'm gonna get five appointments. If I have five appointments, I'm gonna get two people to sign. If I get two people to sign, one of those is gonna sell. I mean, you do that, and it's like it's the same as this guy that just did the world record of pull-ups. He did like 8,100 push-ups and or pull-ups in 24 hours. Oh my gosh. 8,100. Can you believe that? No. His hands were no. like all blistered <gasps> and crazy. But I'm like, he just did the math. Yeah. He's like. So you know, know your numbers. I know my numbers. Yeah. I knew exactly what my numbers were. For me, it was for every eight contacts, I'd have one lead. And if I had five leads, I'd get two appointments. And if I had two appointments, I was going to close one. And that was the one, you know, that was my cell. Okay. And so I just was like, okay, I have to hit. And so I, on my first assistant, if I didn't hit a minimum of 20 contacts a day, I had to pay her 20 bucks. Oh, you know, yeah. And for me, like, it was a lot of money for me. I yeah. Mean, and so I only. Well, and then you don't want to lose. Times. No, and, it, and, <laughs> like, and you've got to play the game. This. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you do those little things, it does make a difference. It helps you stay accountable. That's why teams sometimes are really good for some people because you have somebody keeping you accountable. It's like, I mean, I had a conversation with an agent yesterday. I said, if I ran my business like you, I'd be out of business. Yeah. I'm like, you don't hit your numbers this week. Like, I'm sorry. Like, this just isn't the right fit. And they go, it's not because I don't like you. Like, I love them. Like, they're an amazing human. I'm just like, you don't fit for the business because you're going to be out. And when you're out, people are going to think you looking successful and being this person you are, but you have no money. You have no business. Like, you're not being the, the successful human who you are inside because you're deciding to sleep in whatever it is, whatever our vice is, sleep in, eat bad, you know, Mm -hmm. all the things that kind of take us away from this is a job. I need to do the things that need to be done every day. Okay. What are the top three things that you can think of that have contributed to your growth? Uh, One is I kind of have a chip on my shoulder. I don't like to say that, but I really do. Like I've really always been like, I can do better. I can do better than that. Okay. You know? Um, so you're two, always trying to one-up yourself? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm really, I really am. And now I guess it, maybe it's self-discovery, and this is maybe over the last couple of years, I've just learned, like, I'm really hard on myself. 
And I used to really beat myself up. I mean, I, I remember thinking in myself, like, if I didn't have literally a million dollars in the bank, like, I was a loser, you know? Wow. <laughs> and I just remember thinking that. Like, that was just my mindset. And so it was like, until I get a million bucks, like, you know? And the thing is, is once you hit goals, then you're like, well, now it can't be tied to finance. You know, that's mm-hmm. the thing I've learned. You cannot tie your identity to money because if you hit that money goal all of a sudden it's like there's this emptiness you know oh good point you know so i would just say the top three things i'd say is having a growth mindset wanting to be the best um those are three right did i say three wanting to grow that's kind of the chip on your shoulder like always want to one-up yourself uh wanting to be the absolute best i mean that was really just how can i be the best which i think is separate than growing um and i think this is helpful i don't think it's i don't think it's um for everybody but i'm i'm content and i'm just i'm never satisfied and i wish i was oh okay you know and i do want more and sometimes like even now like it's like hey i want to be I mean, just like little things, like with the working out, like I'm like, I just want to be stronger. So like, you know, I tell like I have a guy that I meet with once a week. I mean, I do obviously my every other day workouts, but I'm like, when I meet with you, he just packs it on. You know, he's like, we're going to make you stronger, you know, and and sometimes it's like you want to get whatever it is, leaner, faster, whatever it is. So I think there's always these it's like life. There's all these seasons, you know, so sometimes it's. Your, you know your finance your 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 physical your spiritual your mental um i think just making sure for me trying to stay balanced but frankly just having a desire to grow i think in this business you just have to want to be the best i think you have to want to grow yeah. i think that's the only way to to survive do you think i don't know yeah do you do you feel like your life is like in a in a good balance. Uh, I think it's hard. I talk to a lot of people that the home life and wanting to be with the kids and everything holds people back. Totally. And, Uh, and they wanted to get into real estate for the freedom. And so Unless you have a partner that completely understands that you will be unavailable, it's the wrong business. Yeah. I hate to say it. They either have to, it's two things. Either they have to understand for me to build this business, I'm going to be doing, it's not eight hours a day like our mom and dad's. It's 18 hours a day. Mm. And as a business owner, not industry because now I'm a business owner doing things different than all of my peers it's from eyes open to eyes shut it's not going to be like that for every everything like it forever it's a season but until you get the leverage because I will say this growing the business that was one of the reasons I'm like I'm either going to get out of this or I'm going to figure it out because I would get up and leave before the kids were up and I'd get home and they were already in bed And that is was, t- and that's why I think it's so important for me now to be there every single day. Yeah. Because I'm trying to make up for it. I'm trying to like figure that out. Now, could I have leveraged and got more people quicker? I think I could have. And that's why I always tell people like, just get somebody one day a week. Because in my head, for some reason, I thought, I just, I don't need somebody 40 hours a week. I need somebody for like a day. You know? I wonder if it would be beneficial to like, if you're thinking, if you're in this position in your business right now and you're thinking about it, like jotting down the things like, okay, that is something an assistant could do for me. Like jotting them down and then like when it gets full and you're like, okay, now is a time that I could do this. Like this is all the tasks that this person could alleviate from me and I could be doing money making activities. So this is a perfect example. One, a client I've represent for five years, okay? I only want you. I don't want your team. Whatever. Mm, okay. We are going to go down to St. George for a full day, and we're going to find a property. And I said, perfect. So that's when you have the decision, like, okay, 
They're going to buy a $2 million property. Mm-hmm. I can leave my family, spend all day. I'm probably going to stay the night. So there's one night. Go the full day, hang out with them, do whatever, stay another night. I'm gone two full days. That's it. Too big, big deal. Two full days. Now, if I'm single, easy. I have a wife. Maybe she's like, please get out of here because you have no kids. She's like, great, go do that. Like, I'm going to go with my girlfriends, you know? Yeah. They welcome it. You have five kids. Hey, that may be hard. Yes. For me, I just said, perfect. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to make sure, do you have your list of properties? Yes. I'm going to make sure I have somebody that is going to take you through every, each and every single one of these properties. They're going to write a report on every one of them. When you narrow it down to the top one, that's the one that I'm going to evaluate with you. So I paid somebody 250 bucks, which is essentially like 30 bucks, or, or I can't even remember, and some mileage and whatever. It ended up being about 250 bucks. They went down there. They showed them every property. They found a house for 1.8. Wow. And that's why I say leverage is so important. Now, I will say this. The number one thing, and please just anybody listening to this, just take this. You don't have to do everything. And they don't, it doesn't have to be you, but you have to just master this script of, I'm going to take care of you from A to Z. I need help because of this. And just let them know. I've got my two little kids. I've got a couple things going on. I've got to be home by 6 o'clock on this day because I've got my boys rock climbing or jujitsu or whatever it is. And it's important to me to be there every week. I don't want to abandon you, but I've got to be there. So could we have you get off at four o'clock so I can be home by six? Could I have somebody else show you those for that day? And then I will talk to you tomorrow morning. Mm. If you could just take that, that would have saved me so much because I always felt torn, ripped apart between I've got to provide, I've got to provide, preside, and and be the be the man of the house, right? I I need to do this, but also like feeling like I'm abandoning my wife and my family, and 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 there's that there's that tearing apart of inside. Like I literally like even me talking about, it, I'm almost getting emotional because I remember those moments. And I just, I know that people want you, but they understand those circumstances. And if you just take a moment to let them know, I am a person and I am a professional. And truth be told is like, I can work with you, but I have to have the business hours because that's the season of my life. These are these are my boundaries. These are my lines. Yeah. And it's just like yeah. in five years, I would totally go out with you at eight o'clock at night because my kids are whatever they're teenagers or they're whatever yeah but today i gotta be home i gotta help my wife i gotta help with dinner i gotta help change diapers and i want to serve you and i want to help you but i i have to be home by six and so just ask them to get off of their schedule and i just didn't realize that until i don't want to say until it was too late it's just like had I known that, I would have saved myself all of this. The heartache. The heartache. Yeah. And, and, and I'll be honest, like the resentment of just like, like my wife still to this day is like, you remember when Riley was born? She's like, you were here for like two days and then you were back to the office, you know? And it's just like, I feel bad, but I'd like, that's why I say is like, I think like your podcast is amazing because it's like sometimes people just don't have the tools to be like, oh, I didn't really even think that was okay. Mm-hmm. You can be replicated any day of the week. That is why I got a listing partner to take all the listings. Yeah. As long as you have your systems, right? You're not just like telling them to go out there and like figure it out. Like you've, I know you, you've got systems and processes that way. So they, every client that you have, and it may not be you, they're still getting your experience. And just to explain, like a system and a process is truly just a duplicatable process. If you died today, what do you say? to every buyer, to every listing, whatever. You have a script, you just haven't documented it. Mm-hmm. So Brandon, who's been my listing partner and worked with me for seven years, uh, he went to 37 appointments with me and it was, I do it, we do it, you do it. And we just split it up over that and like built a PowerPoint between every single thing that we talked about, said, and over time, now we talk about the interest rates, and that's now a slide. 
We talk about changes in the market, right? Because that's the same thing we would talk about. Mm -hmm. And so it's duplicatable. It makes it so that they get the same experience. They know what to expect. It's typically super comprehensive. It's on brand or within what we represent and what we feel is important. And we tend to earn the business because it's super authentic to, to, to what we believe is important. And, and so I think I would just say, you know, have something in place so that somebody can step in for you. So when you go on vacation or when you have that, they can take it from you and, and they can just duplicate it. And, and that's the hardest thing. And one of the things I'd recommend is if you have an assistant, the assistant goes with you. They turn on the recorder. They, and with AI, this is the thing. Like, now you can do it. Like, all they could do, they could take that sound. They put it into a written format. You can plug it into an AI thing that would build out a PowerPoint even for you. Yeah. Before we didn't even have that. And you would have your system and what you do on every appointment built out for you where somebody could step in for you. And I never wanted a listing partner. I wanted more time. So I remember when I got my first uh, Lindsay, who was my first listing partner, I remember my income that year went down 150,000 bucks by having her go out. Okay. And I remember being so happy because I'm like, I can't believe the amount of time I had. But again, I went from 97 listings to a year it, that year to like, I think I only had to do 60 and she did like 60 in her first year. Wow. You know? Yeah. And so I guess I'm just saying like, be okay with having other people. And she was a better listing person than I was because she listened a little bit better. She was a little bit nicer. She was just like, obviously total cuter than I was, you know, like she's like better to look at. And, and she just was like on point, like when you're doing a lot of transactions, sometimes you just don't have a lot in the tank because you're serving so many people. And, and I mean, I remember going to a closing and like, you know, when you meet with somebody and by the time it goes on the market, you know, two, three months, and then it goes and sells another three months, like it could be six months before you've actually seen them again. And I remember going to the title company and having to go to the title person being like, which is my client? Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you're serving that many people, like, and I, that, that to me, was like, this can't happen. Oh, that is not a world-class experience. Yeah. You know? And I just feel like if you can just accept the fact that somebody else can do it better for you, if your income goes down, but you gain a life, to me, that's worth it. Yeah. But that's the season I'm in too. Right. You know, that gave me the ability. So my job now is to lead, motivate, keep people accountable, work on big deals. And that's my job. So my business I like to keep that going because it allows me the ability to do my investment properties and my investment projects and our developments. And, and that, that now gives me the excitement. So you have to always have goals to, that, that make you want to keep going. Yes. And so that's the thing. If mine was like, I want to sell a thousand homes, that's just not going to excite me today. But if it's like, I'm going to sell 500 homes and I'm going to do a hundred unit project and I'm going to bring in an additional 10,000 a month in cash flow. Like, Oh my gosh, like I'm building a different type of business. Like that would excite me because this business is fueling this business and it allows me to grow. So I think you just have to find those written goals that are the most important to you. Find the people that are going to assist you that, and I don't even want to say assist you that are in line with like wanting to like be a part of something bigger and if you just serve them, they they stay and they you just have to keep growing because frankly, people have outgrown me too. Where they're mm-hmm. like, Man, I just want something bigger and I'm like, That's awesome. Yeah. You know? And so I would always just say, just remember like they're always be growing and if the more that you grow and the more that uh, you do that, I think that the, the more that you become a I don't know, I think you become a better human as you interact with people and you do more things. And uh, it allows you to serve in a different way, right? I just, I don't know. My perspective now is a lot more, I don't want to say it's peace, more peaceful. I was really like, I'm going to beat you out. I'm going to, I'm, no matter what it takes, you know. And now I'm like, man, I just really hope I can help you. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds kind of weak. <laughs> I love it. 
Oh, well, Justin, I could talk to you so much more. We're going to have to do like a mini sode because there, I didn't even get through like any of my questions that I wanted to do ask. You, do you want me to I mean, give you I the did. pepper questions? Like, do you want me to give you like the I know, we're going to have to like jam them out. Like, I know. But um, we're going to have to get together again and do a mini sode because okay. you have I, so I much. I long-winded. I'm so sorry. No, don't be sorry. You gave so much valuable, great information and I totally appreciate yeah, you. And no, I know, sure. and I hope a lot of our listeners did too because I hope so. I hope they get you have the expertise, it. the knowledge, the the wisdom. Your Be gray kind beard. yourself, right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which this, I love. Hey, this didn't. It wasn't gray until interest rates changed. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! Just kidding. Well, thank you so much, Justin, thank and thank you to our you. listeners. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please rate us, like us, and share this podcast with our real estate community. The Nova Show Real Estate Record, sharing raw stories of real estate failures, lessons, wins, and successes. This is all from Novation Title, bringing a different experience into your world so that we can all uplift each other. Until next time.